Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times. I may not be getting better at much else, but I am getting better at making New Year's resolutions. Mine for 2008 is the best I've ever made. It's positive, it's ambitious, it's inspiring, but it also has a highest chance of success. It is to be competent. In the old days, I used to make the classic mistake of resolving to stop doing things that I knew were bad. Drinking, shouting at the children, playing free cell. These resolutions failed within hours. If you do bad things knowing that they're bad, there must be something pretty powerful compelling you to do so. In my case, there's the pleasing sensation of alcohol, the annoyingness of children, and the imperative to improve one's free cell average score. So simply to state one dark day in midwinter, a time when bad habits are needed to keep morale up, that you are quitting is to set yourself up for certain, instant and ignominious failure. Last year, I tried a less ambitious approach and resolved to do nice things in 2007. My resolution was to go to the cinema more often. Alas, I fared no better. There's a solid reason for my scant attendance. There's never a good film on at the right cinema at the right time, and my resolution did nothing to change that. This year, I decided to find out where I was going wrong. My research took me to David Meister, author of Strategy and the Fat Smoker. He says that individuals fail with New Year's resolutions in just the same way that companies fail with strategy. Everyone knows what they ought to do, they know why and how. But actually doing it is another matter altogether. He thinks we ask ourselves the wrong question. Instead of wondering what we would like to change we should ask which changes we might actually be prepared to make. So for 2008, I've resolved to give myself the third degree before making any resolutions at all. On New Year's Eve, I spotted in the newspaper my own picture on the masthead of the FT, nestling against a picture of Nigella Lawson, my former university acquaintance, on the front of The Guardian. Suddenly, I knew what I wanted, to be less frumpy in 2008. Over Christmas, I read a book on glamour for ageing women, so knew how to do it and was quite excited at the prospect. But then I asked, can I really be bothered, day in and day out, to make so much effort with brushes and blow dryers and gel to achieve an uncertain end result? Instead, I've turned my attention to work, a more promising area for improvement. For inspiration, I've waded through hundreds of resolutions offered by coaches and other workplace experts on the web. After rejecting a lot of guff, such as make personal growth part of the daily routine, I came up with six decent resolutions. In each case, I asked myself searchingly if I'm really prepared to commit to any of them. First, clean out the email inbox. Mine has many thousands of messages sitting in it and is crying out for a good clear-up. But am I ready to do it? 
As I survived email chaos in 2007, there's no reason why I shouldn't go on surviving it in 2008. And if the box gets too full, I can always just delete a couple of things with enormous attachments and make the problem go away until this time next year. Give something back to the community. This might seem like a good idea, but I can't really get beyond the annoying use of the word back. This implies that one's taken too much to start off with, which I reject. Actually, I find the word community annoying too. Give more money to charity is a better resolution, and I'm considering it. Produce work I'm proud of. This is the resolution of Lisa Takuchi-Cullen, who writes a blog for Time magazine. It sounds okay, but if you look closer, it makes no sense. If you weren't producing work you were proud of before, there were probably reasons for that. Perhaps you were too sloppy. And if so, why should that suddenly change? Spend more time talking to people face-to-face. This is a great idea, but I do rather too much of it already. If anything, I should try to cut back. Delegate more. I'd like to do this, but I'm prevented by having no one who reports to me, and even if I did, I probably wouldn't be good at it, as I'm a control freak. Learn something new. This has some appeal. I've always fancied upholstery, but as I can't even get myself to the cinema more than three times a year, I don't see myself going to weekly upholstery classes. It seems I can't find a single thing I'm seriously committed to change, which is bad. Yet Mr Maester offers some comfort. There is no shame in aiming for competence if you are unwilling to pay the price for excellence. But don't try to mislead clients, staff, colleagues or yourself with time-wasting, demoralising attempts to convince them that you're actually committed to pursuing a goal. So this year, I have quit misleading myself and I'm going for competence. Yet I disagree that this is merely nothing to be ashamed of. Surely competence is something to be proud of and a worthy resolution not just for 2008 but forever. Being competent is really quite hard. It means overcoming laziness, sloppiness and disaffection. It requires increasing effort over time as standards rise and conditions change. For me, it will be tough to be competent in 2008, but I'm deeply, sincerely committed to trying. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.